0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to a Guided Life podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at guidedwest11, on Instagram at guidedwest, and on Twitter at laurawest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book Guided is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. In today's episode, I want to share with you guys how my Life Between Lives session went with practitioner Jerry Brown Roarbeck who has also been a guest on my podcast and I want to share what my experience was like in case anybody else has any questions or curiosity or perhaps didn't even realize this was a thing you may learn something new today so I wanted to share about my experience now the life between lives came about from psychologist Dr. Michael Newton he's written a few books on this subject I highly recommend you read them they are I want to safely say life changing and he had stumbled upon a life between lives. Now he was an atheist and he was not in the business of bringing people into their in-between lives or even their past lives. He was doing a hypnotherapy session on a patient and he happened to say the right thing. And he said, take me to the origin of the pain. It was something like that. And when he said that, his client took him to a past life and the client was able to give verifiable details about this life. So it helped once he was able to do his research to really believe that what his client told him was the truth. And there was no other way for him to have received this information other than having had lived it in a past life. Well, part of that work led him to going in between lives with his clients so fast forward there's now a Michael Newton Institute and my practitioner Jerry she did her training through that institute and so what we did during the session is she took me back to different aspects of my childhood for me relatively insignificant but asked you know make some questions and asked me to go back to my childhood and then from there she took me to being in the womb of my mom And so I'm going to share a little bit about that and what I said there, because she says, and she says this in the episode that I interview in, that a lot can be gleaned about how somebody handles this life based on what they may have taken on from the mother in the womb. So very, very interesting. And then from there we go to a past life. And in that past life, she let me sort of lead as far as where I was, when it was. And uh, from there I give some details. And then she takes me to sort of the final days of that life. And I talk about the experiences that I have there. And then she takes me to my crossing over from that life. So my transition from that physical life into being Just spirit without a physical body. And from there, we go to the other side and we share about the experience that I have there with my guide, Jason. So, very, very fascinating in retrospect. And of course, in doing it as well, for me, it felt like how I do my reading. So, it was really interesting because how I saw things, how I interpreted things, though I was in a much calmer state and a sleepier state. Still the way things came to me during that session are very similar to how things come to me when I do my reading. So I found that that to be very, very interesting observation. So I wanna share bits and pieces of this audio with you and give you an idea of maybe some of the things that I went through and uh, what I saw in my past life because I do find it very interesting. Now I do apologize ahead of time for the quality of the audio. So I'll try my best to narrate and at least clarify the parts that probably were really hard to understand just because of maybe any muffling or anything like that. So enjoy and I hope that this, is helpful either as entertaining or helping you to learn something. So in this part, this was towards the beginning uh, when the regression started after I was in a deep enough state. This is where she takes me back to my childhood. So you'll hear that she asks me about the house and you know what I see walking through the door. So again, I do apologize for the audio, but hopefully you'll be able to at least make out some of it.
1: I'm going to ask you to float over in front of the house that you lived in at age 12 and tell me, was this a house or an apartment? It's a house. And did this house have a front yard? Yes. And when you went in that house, did you go in through the front door, back door, garage?
2: We had the front door
1: and the garage. Is it okay to go into the front door today? Mm-hmm. And when you go in that front door, what's the first thing you notice? The staircase. And where did that staircase lead to? To my room and my sister's room. And can you go to that bedroom now? Mm Uh-huh. And when you walk in your bedroom, was this just your room? Yes. And was there anything in there that you particularly liked? I liked my bed. What was it about your bed? It was a canopy bed. And did you have a feeling when you were in that canopy bed? It just felt special because it had a, a canopy on it. And what else was in that room that you liked?
2: I would decorate it in the way that I felt was useful for when I played school.
1: And how was that?
2: I would put up like these little goodie bag baggies on the wall to hold things for me resourceful.
1: very good
0: now in this part of the session Jerry takes me into the womb of my mother
1: sink into the womb and tell me are your arms and legs relatively comfortable
2: mm-hmm.
1: is your head up or down Goes up And you'll hear another snap, and there'll be a number. Tell me, at what month did the soul integrate with the fetus? Seven. And when it came in, did it come in and stay in, or did it come in and go out and come in and go out? Stayed in. Very good. Is it possible to hear your mother's heartbeat? Yes. And is it possible to feel any of your mother's emotions?
2: Since some apprehension and excitement at the same time hope that this baby brings some comfort and some company. She feels a bit lonely in the
1: place. I feel loved and wanted in my tummy. In that apprehension, when you felt that in her, what did you do with that feeling? I feel like I just noticed it. I don't know if I did it And the excitement, did you do anything with that feeling when you felt it? I feel like it made me feel happy. And is this body a good match for your soul's consciousness or not? Yes. Did this body accept the integration of your soul easily or difficult? It was like in between. Easy yet difficult. Okay. And since you've been there for a couple months, what was your impression over the last few months with the brain that you've been working with? I waited for
2: seven months because the way that this body works is it needs to be certain it needs to be sure before making any moves or taking any steps so by the time that I integrated with it it was a very smooth
1: transition actually and does this body still need to be sure before it makes a move
2: It's getting a lot easier, a lot better, because the body and the spirit feel way more
1: connected now than in the younger years. Very good. And is there anything that can be done right now? To have that connection to the body and the spirit deeper or more helpful? I feel like the body needs
2: to have more periods of rest to help with the continued integration of the spirit and the
1: body. And how does the body know that it needs more rest, and what type of rest?
2: Rest is solitude, like a disconnection from outside noise and influence, like the phone and the
1: social media. And it knows because it starts to feel disengaged there anything that can be done with the body or for the body that will make that more productive it seems like outdoor walks in nature first thing that comes to mind okay and what was distinctive about this brain
2: it makes connections very quickly and when it gets guidance from the other side it responds quickly to it there isn't much doubt. The brain was quick to
1: learn to trust and not doubt. And so this brain knows when to trust or when to doubt and when not to? Yes. It learns quickly. Okay. And why did you choose this particular body?
2: Because it's rather healthy. I don't have to worry about physical ailments
1: getting in the way of my advancement. And how is your advancement going right now?
2: It's actually going pretty well. I'm actually doing more than what was planned.
1: And what made you finally decide it was time to leave the womb? I think I was getting too big. And that's when you decided it was time to exit, huh?
2: It was time. It was getting to be too cramped.
1: And how did you feel about the life you were about to live? I was looking forward to it.
2: I planned it out very carefully and was ready to see
1: it implemented, see it in action. (laughs) And did you remember what you planned out at that point? I think it was getting
2: fuzzy by then. Mm -hmm. But I could tell that it was going to go pretty according to plan.
0: Now, in this part of the regression, Jerry takes me back to a past life. The details were so clear and pretty interesting. And at the same time, not surprising.
1: Tell me, is it day or night? It's day. And are you inside or outside? I feel outside. And are you in a town or a city or countryside? It's like a village in the country. And are there buildings or structures of any kind? Yeah, there's stone buildings. And are you alone or with someone? Right now I'm alone. I'm inside a building. You're inside a building?
2: Yeah, I think it's my
1: house. And is this a big house or a little house? It's pretty little. It's like a one-bedroom cottage. And do you live there alone or with someone? I live alone. You live alone? I do, yeah. And just take a moment, look down, and can you describe your clothing? Pretty ragged.
2: I'm wearing a nightgown, but it's dirty and it's got holes and
1: tears in it. And approximately, how old are you? Fifty-seven came to mind, but I look a lot older. And your herbs, where did you get the herbs?
2: I collect them, and I give them to villagers if they need it.
1: Can you look back over the last 57 years, and what type of a life was this? I
2: feel like my childhood was... I remember the things, having fun and being innocent and playing with my siblings. I feel like I had one or two siblings we were running around in a flower field, but that feels like it was the last day before, it's almost like my innocence was lost. After that, I got sent away, I think, to work as a housemaid or some sort of work of service for this family, and it was actually very hard. I was abused physically, and perhaps even sexually abused by a man that lived there, but my status was so low, I couldn't say anything or do anything about it. I had to just
1: take it. So it kind of was that way for a while. And how did you finally get away from them?
2: I feel like I moved up to work in the kitchen, but I feel like I'm still in the same house. I think that man in the house, he must have passed away because it became much better after that. He doesn't feel to be there anymore, but I'm still in the same house. It's was so much
1: better. And did you ever get married?
2: I had a love interest. He was like an apprentice.
0: So at this point in the session, I begin to feel anxiety that I had been experiencing off and on over the last year or so. I talk about this anxiety in a previous episode I recorded called Processing Anxiety After Being Spiritually Awakened. And this anxiety that I had been feeling intermittently came up in the session. And this is where I start to... Explore the origin of that anxiety.
1: I don't know why I a lot of anxiety. Is that the same anxiety that you feel in this current life at any time? Yes. So, is that when the anxiety began, or did you bring that in from another life? It's hard to say right now. That anxiety that you're feeling in that life. What does it need to be able to heal? To leave that house. And just by leaving that house, will the anxiety go away? Or is there something that you could do right now to heal it? You just have to ask for help for healing it. And who would you ask for help? My guide. I haven't really asked him in the way I was supposed to yet, I guess and is your guide there now yes and can you ask him in the correct way
2: yeah let me try the way that i see it is i have to ask him to fill my heart put my heart back together because it broke and it never fully really mended so it's a lot of feeling around my heart what happened in that past life is the boy that I had a relationship with, it was under the table, but I think he
1: was killed somehow. And it was almost like I never recovered. fully. Really. And what does your guide have to say about that in mending this heart and recovering fully from it? I think it's going to take a
2: few rounds of healing and me asking three
1: times to mend my broken heart. And can you do that three times now? Yes. I'm starting to feel a lot better. And what does your guide say about the healing that's occurred? (laughs) That it's about time. Ask your guide if this is why the anxiety over flying happened on your honeymoon with your love in this life I get a strong sense that that
2: boy from that life is my husband now oh and so the fear of lying is the fear of actually losing him not so much me dying him
1: dying and What does your guide say about the healing and your husband now and losing him in connection to flying?
2: I have nothing to worry about.
1: <laughs> so does that mean that you can fly now with him without anxiety? I think so. but I know that
2: if those feelings come back, I just have to ask
1: my guide to read fill it with this loving protective energy and is there anything that you would like to say to that boy that was killed then that is now your current husband
2: I just want to tell him thank you I feel like my husband now is like a protector like a savior for me just like that boy was, who was made light in a life that was dark, so he restored my faith in humanity,
1: so thank you. And how's your heart now?
2: It feels fresh, <laughs>
1: like it's newly whole again. Fabulous. Great job. And now back in that room, back in that life what happens after you're 57 years old
2: well after I I guess retired from a life of service I was given a small piece of land as a thank you like a small house that I could just sort of grow old in and live out the rest of my life it's in that house that I laying there alone, but so at at peace. I don't feel scared or sad. I don't feel anything bad. I feel very much ready to be reunited with my love.
1: So you spent the rest of that life alone after he was killed?
2: Uh Uh-huh. After he was killed young, I was I was still in the kitchen. I was still pretty young. I think in my 30s. And then by the time I got to retire and live alone, it had
1: been like 20-something years since he passed. Is there anything else about that life that you want to talk about?
2: It feels like a strong connection to a dog from the grounds to help with the rodents, who brought joy to me in that house where
1: I had to find joy wherever I could. Is there anything you'd like to say to that dog? see you soon. (laughs) When you got your piece of land at your little house, was there a village or anything around it that you could go to?
2: Yeah, it was like a small town. The buildings were pretty close together,
1: so people weren't far. And, and when you went to that small town, was there anything in there that could tell you what town it was, where it was? It feels like early America,
2: like northeast. I see
1: a sign the entrance of the town. The name of the town on that sign? I just saw Boston. All right. And now back in your bed you're 57, what's happening? It's very quiet. I'm just laying there. It
2: smells musty. I feel like it's like the really early hours of the morning. Temperature is right. I don't feel any pain, but I can't tell if I'm trying to muster up the energy to get up to start my
1: day or if I'm sort of on my deathbed I can't tell yet. Okay we'll just move the clock ahead a couple hours. No I'm sleeping just sleeping
2: inside to keep it tidy. And contemplating whether I need to get more wood for the fire or not, or if I can just get by with what I have. And then it seems to be a daily routine, tired, and old joints.
0: So in this part of the session, Jerry has me fast forward to a further point in that life, and this is where I start to pick up on the town buzz regarding witch trials and women being accused of being witches men too but mostly women even children and so this is sort of the the beginning of the end of that life for me
1: and just move the clock up a few more hours and what's happening
2: there's a bit of stirring in the town pick up here and there. I can hear people talking about what's happening to women in neighboring towns. I don't feel worried, though, because I feel like I haven't done anything wrong. I can tell I don't have that much longer left to do it anyways. So I
1: don't worry. And what are so, going to do with women in the town? There's a lot of women being accused of witchcraft or some nonsense and you giving out herbs is that witchcraft i'm worried about that but i i think back of all my
2: transactions and to me they all seem pretty legitimate
1: and rational so i don't feel worried so move the clock ahead a few more hours and what's happening
2: I feel distressed and sad because some of my, I wouldn't say friends, but women that I worked with who were, who were friendly with each other and kind to each other, and I heard about them being taken and accused and some of them executed, so I feel pretty distressed about that. But I also, it feels like it's like passed over my village, like I space. It feels so safe and calm and serene. It just feels like the towns around me are just in flames. I don't know if that's metaphorical or fire. I can't tell.
0: Now I want to give warning to the listener at this point. If you're very sensitive to anything pertaining to the witch trials and perhaps anything related to violence or death then you may want to fast forward the next several minutes of this part as I talk about what the end of life was like for me some listeners may find this a little bit upsetting so I want to give fair warning at this point
1: okay so move the clock ahead some more what's happening now
2: I feel like I'm being taken out of my house. I'm being taken by authorities. I'm just an old woman. It seems so unjust. I'm being taken out of my house very forcefully. The last thing that I see when I leave is my broom. I don't know why. It just reminds me of when things were normal and safe. I had control over my space how I wanted it to be. And the broom helps me to do that.
1: Now I'm being forced out of my house. And why are they forcing you out of your house? I was resisting, trying to
2: talk with them rationally and tell them how this is ridiculous. They're just plants hanging there, but they accused me of using them
1: for means that weren't medicinal. And what do they do with you when they take you out of there forcefully? like put in the back of some sort of cart and carried off with some other women
2: I'm like in my nightgown I think they got me at night time they didn't let me take anything I'm just in my nightgown so I feel like I was cold
1: and where did they take you?
2: like a prison cell with other women that I recognized from the town and
1: I hear crying and I'm just trying to think rationally. I feel very angry. Yeah. And where do they take you?
2: I stay in that cell for a bit. And
1: as I sit in
2: there, it becomes less and less crowded as they take women out. There's even a child in there. They take these women out. They don't come back. But I know what happens they're being killed. I can hear screaming, I can smell smoke. I'm just so angry at these people for thinking that we are evil. It just feels so primitive. I feel angry towards the men. I think a lot about my, my love, though.
1: Okay, so move
2: ahead. It's my turn.
1: Your turn for what? to go on a stake in front of all these people.
2: I'm very scared, but I felt at peace until I actually saw it.
1: Until you saw what? The stake and the the wood underneath it. And then what did you feel? Still feeling fear. Trying
2: to think about my love. I the dog. But I'm trying to resist even as they pull me towards a stake. I, I feel glad that I'm actually alone because I don't want anyone to, but I love to see and to be there. I'm pretty strong for 57, but it takes like two, even three soldiers to pull me. In as I try and fight them off, but I can't overpower them. It's pretty inevitable. What's gonna happen? They pull me up. I get up there and I'm stepping on these wooden logs, and I, like pump my feet. It's funny I think. Like I hope I don't get a splinter, but it doesn't even matter. I'm standing up there and. Tie tying my hands on the back and I look up to the sky and I just and thank you to God that doesn't hurt. And it's just weird, but at the same time, I, it's like a, a calmness Mm -hmm. rushes over me too and then what? they they light the fire but at this point I'm I'm so grateful because I'm I'm on the outside looking in now I'm not in my body feeling it I'm standing in front of me watching it but my body's still reacting as if I'm in it but I'm just watching. I'm not actually in my body
1: anymore. Right. And right at that moment, what decisions were made about that life or your future lives?
2: And I didn't need to go through that again. And I wanted to help fight the injustice of people who feel like they can't speak up for themselves. And light women more specifically at least women who had lived that life remind them that they're safe to speak now
1: and seek to live how they want and what's happened to the body now? it's burning it doesn't look very pretty definitely stop screaming but it's funny
2: because once they feel like I've died they put the fire out they do keep burning, take me down, and just kind of fall. And they pick me up, and they just throw me in like this mass grave.
1: All right. So you have just died.
0: So that concludes the past life portion of the regression session. In the next part. Jerry my practitioner takes me to the other side where I meet with my spirit guide and have some discussions with him and share what it's like over there and have some of my questions answered so for more on that part of the regret and that was another episode of a guided life podcast thank you so much for tuning in and until next time Love and light always. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz.